What's up, everybody? I'm Joshua. This is Brandon. And we are Unwarranted Confidence, new podcast coming to you. So yeah, we'll just, I, I, we'll just jump in. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, so this, this is obviously a new podcast. Neither one of us have ever... You have a background in broadcasting. I'll let you talk on that in a minute. But uh, I get, we'll spend like five minutes here. I No one probably gives a shit who we are, but we'll spend five minutes Whoa, and explain who I... Cussing on this podcast? I think so, right? I yeah, mean, we go back and bleep it if we want. We're not going to be family friendly. This no, is not going to be... There's nothing about me that is PG, so I'm not worried about I'm that. Um. I'll, I'll let you start, Josh. In 30, 30 seconds, t- tell me about yourself. What? Uh, who is Joshua Kornmeyer? Uh, where do I start? I like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. That's first and foremost. Who doesn't? Uh, went to a private Christian school growing up and then went to uh, a public high school. So had a hard time adjusting to public school life, which is where I met Brandon back in, I think, 10th grade. Uh, we weren't the best of friends in high school. We were okay friends, but football really brought us together. And then after college, I really don't know how we became friends, but somehow we did. And now we live in the same city. We play tennis every morning. We just finished playing tennis. Not every morning, every Saturday. Every Saturday, every Saturday, not every morning. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awful. That would make people um, think I'm athletic. Yes, no, that is not the case. Um, went to Appalachian State for broadcasting, then added mathematics, and then got into a broadcasting field, and then got out of broadcasting field, and now in banking. So it's been an up and down turn, but I wanted to get back into media, and lo and behold, uh, unwarranted confidence is bored because we know this podcast is going to take off because we have that unwarranted confidence that I just saw on the tennis court with Brandon. Yes, absolutely. The unwarranted confidence is is the perfect name because uh, there's there's no one asked for this, no one no one wants this, no. but we we're going to do it anyway because you know. Why not? That's that's kind of the the, the impetus. Yes. Uh, so I guess thirty seconds about me here. Um, we, we share a lot of similarities in that uh, that I was also part of a Christian upbringing based out of a Christian homeschool group. I was yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Um, yeah. So I was my born out in Missouri. Uh, and then was part of a Christian homeschool group when my family moved to North Carolina. Was homeschooled for four years as part of the Upstate Christian Homeschooling Group based out of Greenville, South Carolina. And um, at that point, uh, went to went to public school when my parents got divorced in fifth grade. Um, and then, as you said, I, I kind of was the new kid in high school, tenth grade. Um, didn't have much of a problem with the adjustment to public school. Uh, just because I, I, I was a shit kid, so it was I had, easy to. I had no idea. I, I, I felt. Well, what, what grade were you when you went to public school? Eighth grade. Eighth grade? Okay, I was so, fifth grade. So I was still young enough that. Uh, um, fun fact fifth grade was actually the first time that I learned that the South lost the Civil War. That's a that's a fun really? piece of history for you, yeah. Because I was part of a Christian homeschool group. Uh, no, f- so that was what I learned that in Missouri. You're right. I was in my Christian homeschool group here in North Carolina, and we just never talked about the Civil War. Uh, my mom did not think it was a area of importance, apparently. And so, in fifth grade, I for the first time, a silly little Brandon, being the kid from North Carolina and Missouri, I, I like made a huge deal about the fact that I'm from the South and was bragging. I remember bragging in fifth grade about the fact that like the South fought in the civil war because like you're i was 10 man i didn't know like the the i thought the south won i really did and then like the history book you know what i didn't even realize that slavery was a part of it i was 10 years old like i was a very ignorant child in a lot of ways um 
and uh, and yeah, but kind of continuing on life story, as you said, we were friends in high school, weren't super close, played football together. It wasn't like a super close friendship. And then we had a group of friends that got together after high school and we would just get together and eat in college. And somehow and we were we were the two that just kind of kept actually yeah. kept yeah. up with it. And uh, and then you graduated from App State and moved to, to Charlotte, where we live. Uh, and here here we are you know um and uh and and yeah yeah we are we are we are big time this is this is this is the moment uh similar to you work in well not really banking but like financial technologies um yeah yeah yeah, uh yeah i'm not gonna say what company i work for or anything like that like not trying to get too specific but work in financial technology if this goes well we won't be working for any company so so yeah i guess we should probably establish like values of this podcast um there are we we're two white dudes two straight white dudes i i don't want to assume your sexuality we've never really talked about in depth but two two pretty pretty two two pretty straight white dudes uh who don't (laughs) who don't have much to add to the world, but we think that we want to do this anyway for fun. We, um, we, I, we, we have good we have good conversations. Um, some things that we'll probably cover mostly sports. We're, we're very big sports guys. Uh, we want to have fun. We have like a lot of fun hypothetical conversations. Maybe we'll dive into politics. I, I had a political sports. science minor. Feel like I'm pretty educated in politics, and so we we've fumbled with the idea of like having an educating you segment if we end up um, making that down the road comment so below this podcast if we should have yeah a if you hear this and you think you have any interest in a 24 year old white democrat hey, you, telling you our one listener, yeah you yeah hey emily when you hear this <laughs> do you think you have any interest in me talking about politics than I already do uh, since we we live together. And I guess we should establish that too. Uh, We're both in long-term relationships. We actually share an anniversary one year apart. Uh, Have two very lovely ladies that we plan to spend the rest of our lives with. Um, that encourages this podcast. That yes, that are big supporters of us expressing ourselves. Beautiful women. We'll probably have them featured guest at some point. Um, where if we ever get big enough and people just want to know who are the people who put up with us, that's 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 Emily and Lizzie. Or they want us to have those podcasts just so we uh, are not with them. Yeah, that would be a good. Never come on that's the podcast like, no, it's your time. That's probably more of how this will go. But yeah. uh, what, what did I want to talk to you about? Oh, the Christian school thing. Okay. Yeah. So clearly, we had two separate. Well, not we both went to Christian schools or were raised in the Christian lifestyle. Yet I am more religious. You have like no religion whatsoever. Yes, that's absolutely so correct. Is it because in that opening story that you just said, is it because your parents got divorced during it all and you're just like No, no. So I I got really into Christianity my senior year of high school. Um as you remember Anthony and me, we would go to church every single Sunday oh, together. Right. I thought you were um, friends with them. No, I I really got into it. Um and then like like not to 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 take this cuz I I don't have any kind of of a disregard for Christianity or any type of religion. I think it's a very healthy thing to do. For me, just the objective thinking behind it, there's a lot of things that I just can't. Uh, I'm a very fact-based person. I'm a very data-based person. I think very analytically, and uh, I don't think that there is enough empirical evidence out there to confirm the existence and there are a lot of things that are quote-unquote taboo or quote-unquote sin in a lot of religions that I enjoy doing 
Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to curb my behavior. And I also think that it's flawed thinking to believe in a system and to, um, base yourself. And I know that there, I know that your beliefs are that, you know, you are Christian, but you just have the theory that like, if you're a good person, a genuinely good person, like at the end of the day, the ins and outs of like what you support or don't support won't matter at the, at the pearly gates. And I think that's a beautiful way to think about things. Um, I mean, no, I mean, it still matters, but you, you believe you would, cause you told me you and your mom have the same concept of like, no. as long as you think you're a good person or do you disagree with mom. your mom? My mom is not Christian and she thinks that if uh-huh. you are a good person, you should go to heaven. And I, well, I, I just no, don't believe in heaven. I, yes. But I have no argument for her. That, yeah. Like, she, she's gonna I just think me. you die and that's the end. And, and it's, it's a very freeing mentality to have of like I have this finite amount of time to do something and and leave a legacy and leave an impact um and and hopefully leave the world a little bit better or at least give people good experiences while I'm here um and I don't I don't have any belief that there's anything after this moment you know there was a lot of times growing up as a kid that I really struggled with the existential like living like what yeah. happens when you die like I freaked yeah. myself out no it, a it's a big so, it's like, a thinking about it at night when I sleep like if I die this it's just gone yeah I'm gone and maybe I wake up and it's someone else and I'm I don't know yeah, I, I love that this is what we're getting into, the first introduction. No, we're going to keep on it because like, this is a good conversation. Um, no, I, yeah, it's 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 scary. Uh, and, like, there's plenty of times, like, even now, where, like, I catch myself and I'm just thinking, like, I, I don't know, I am afraid of death. Like, I don't think that that's a weird thing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of it is, is, like, I just feel like there's a lot left to do in this lifetime. But, like, for me, it is very freeing to know that there there is nothing after this for me. In my opinion... This is it. This is my opportunity to to do some good, and I've done plenty of bad. And I we're not gonna get into all the bad, but I've done plenty of bad. Uh, so I, I, you know, maybe subconsciously, I hope that there's not another side because I worry that uh, I might have already screwed myself over in that regard. Well, if even if you're a bad person, the Christian believes that you can obviously and see, and that's something I have a problem with is <laughs> like the concept of like as long as you capitalize in the last 15 that's- minutes of your life. That's a weird – And my mom would make the argument that if – you know the Star Wars movies. You've seen the yes. Star Wars movies. Yeah. She – you know how the end Anakin you know, kills the Emperor in episode six. Like you know, Darth Vader, Anakin yeah. kills the Emperor and then he appears as a uh, force ghost yeah. next to them. My mom has an issue with that because she's like, he did so much bad. He should not be allowed to be well, up there. He's like, she's like, he killed all those younglings, yeah, and killed all those Jedi, yeah, and did all that bad stuff. And after just killing and like saying, "I'm sorry, let me fix this," and now he's regarded as you know a great person. No, and that's and that's a fair. I think that that's like I think it's like that's the problem with like. I think, like, humanity in general is and, – and, like, I mean, you even see that in politics nowadays with the concept of, like, removing certain statues and, like, for the record, fuck the Confederacy. Whoa. I'm glad that they lost. I, when I figured it out, I'm, I'm happy about that now. Uh, <laughs> good, good. Go north. Go the Union. Uh, there were a bunch of traitors. Um, and, like, don't honor those people. But when, when you introduce the conversation of, like, should Thomas Jefferson – be be memorial. I mean, that's a man who owned slaves, who 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 participated in a very broken and objectively horrible system. At what point does his achievement and good compare to his evil that he participated in? And that I think that's a very hard thing for like because you're, you're talking about like 
legacy. Like, at what point does the – like, Christopher Columbus, objectively bad person. But Christopher Columbus is, is arguably one of the most important and significant humans in history by bringing the West – but not a good person. No, yeah, and that's and and it's like at what point do you have any kind of of statue or or symbol of achievement for that human knowing that they were objectively a bad person? And I think that that plays into even things like Star Wars and religion is like at what point does the good outweigh the bad? Even if it doesn't outweigh the bad, how good does that one good thing have to be I mean, to forgive all of the bad? And that's be, the. I don't think we need to be honoring Christopher Columbus. No, I agree. Bad person, I agree. But we can recognize in the history books that hey, this bad person. I, I agree. Found America or what he thought. And, was and like, I think the problem is, it was like you when, when you apply that principle to religion. At what point does God, in this instance, well, say? Okay, you were you did a an incredibly the most Christian thing you could do. You sacrificed yourself to save others at the end of your life, but you also did all of these bad things in your life previous. Well, I am Catholic, and if I remember my Catholic upbringing correctly, there is a middle ground yep, called, called purgatory. Purgatory. Yep, yeah. yeah, and you go there to get educated if you're not fit to be in heaven. Is my basic understanding of which it. also just feels objectively. It's Weird. That feels like a cop out <laughs> by, by a bunch of guys it's, it's a, a long time ago. And again, I have I have no hatred or or disregard or and I don't think that anyone that is religious is ignorant by any means. I oh, I think that it is a it is a very very healthy and normal thing. I think that it is very healthy and good. And if it gives you some sense of a moral compass, great. And you know what? If you're right and I'm wrong, then good on you. You 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 won. Um, uh, under Christian belief and values, technically, if I never accept uh, the Lord as my Savior, then I don't go to heaven regardless of how good of a person I am. So you, if, if at the end of the day we get there and there is a gate, I'm going to be pretty embarrassed and you're going to be pretty happy. Um, but uh, but at this point in my life – and you know what, Josh? If this becomes a thing and, and we end up becoming the next Joe Rogans without weird – theories on things um and without controversial views then you know what maybe we'll bring on some more religious people and have those conversations and we can debate it out live if people have interest in that but uh, as of right now no brandon is not a is not a christian is that the overall question to start the whole no that was not the question. i don't think so i, I don't know it was how how we, how, how we got to, to yeah i mean i just i just started really like examining things and and the church and, and a lot of it probably is based on like the churches that I went to were very new age but they kind of had this weird like I, I've seen too many people hide behind the veil of a religion and be objectively bad people but because they hide behind the veil of a religion and they use that as a means of hatred and bigotry and um you know I just have a hard time wanting to support that hey that is a fair point I have no argument to it. I will still continue to be Christian. That's, yeah. I do have to say, though, you never took a, like, a New Testament class or a religion class in college or anything like that? Uh, no, actually, I did take a did world you? religions class. Like, I do technically align I, with certain religions. Yeah. I took, a, a, I think, a New Testament class in college. Very interesting. Yeah, no, I, believe it. Like, it's pretty cool. I, I love philosophy, and, and religion is a philosophy. So, like, I'm very familiar with – I mean, I've read the Bible through several times. Um, to be honest, like, I'm most – Align with like Buddhist values across any religion, um, but uh, but you know, 
uh, I mean, we have a Buddha statue right there. Um, we, we burn incense, all that good stuff. We're, we're hippies. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, so I guess changing course. Uh, what, what else is this? We, we talked about religion. What else are we going to talk about on this podcast, Josh? Uh, we're going to talk about sports. Um, what, the big sports thing lately is that now the um, in, in the MLB, yes, MLB, yes, the Cardinals just got um, two pitchers. I don't, I don't think they've released the names yet. For you know, they're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cardinals just got a couple pitchers who uh, have the coronavirus. Which, if you're tuning into the world for the first time, the coronavirus <laughs> is out there. It's a pandemic. Um, and I think my argument for the MLB and eventually the NFL is they should have done hubs. They should have done bubbles. And I, the MLB could have easily done a bubble because if they're only playing teams within either their division or – I don't know how to pronounce like the terminology for it. Their opposite, like AL division counterpart. Yeah. Like the NLS, yeah. the ALS yeah. are only playing each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They could have easily just sent them to an area where either there's one ballpark or two – and then just rotate through, and then you have baseball games all day long. Well, wasn't that the the initial thought was they were going to do something like that in Arizona? I thought they had talked about it at one I point. Think they had only chosen um, one spot though in Arizona, and then they said it's too hot. Let, yeah. It work. So, so like, wait a here's my here's my problem with the concept of the bubble, and why I think that that it, it no, I think that objectively you are right. If yeah. you want to play sports, it's one of the Same only ways. The, the problem is, I think that. The psychological impact of that is 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 too much to ask of people uh, who are playing the sports. And let me explain why. The NBA, you're seeing a lot of players right now who are really isolated from most of society outside of other basketball players. Yeah. You're asking them to leave behind their family. You're asking out. them to leave behind their friends. You are asking them to really sacrifice a lot for a game. Okay. 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 It's not a game, though. It is their career. No, and you're and you're right. What other career, though, would ask that of you? And it'd be objectively good. What other career are you making that amount of money? No, and and again, there's there's always that argument of they make enough that they should that they that they're not normal people, and I think you're right that they that they are that they are not normal individuals. However, I think that the ask there. It's just that's a lot, man. That's a big yeah, ask of that. any person. But then at that point, I, I, so we get to we're getting to this later. But at that point, when you have players opting out, doesn't that diminish the value of the sport overall? No, Does that not diminish the value of if your top players? It's so like the New England Patriots are in the talks right now, um, where a lot of players. I mean, you're looking at like Dante Hightower, um, who was the Patrick Chung opted out, mm-hmm. and and like those are those are significant pieces of their defense. And so now, like, if the Patriots suck, Marquise Goodman, um, Manchester, Marquise yeah, Martin, yeah, no, Marquis Goodwin, for them, yeah, it, which and 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 you can't blame them. Looking, especially someone like him who's had several miscarriages, lost children. Um, I mean, you can't ask that man to put his family at risk. But at the same time, he is good enough and has earned the opportunity to play. And so I think I think the solution is what I think they're going to have to do is they're going to have to take the concept of Orlando and expand it to where family and friends are going to have to come. And, and, and they're going to have to basically create a community and, a, and an isolated group of people who are living an objectively normal life but are isolated from outside society. They're going to have to basically create – have you ever seen um, – there's a movie, and I can't think of the name, The Village. Have you ever seen The Village? No. I think that's the name of it. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I'm almost, po- I'm almost sure it's a Shyamalan movie. Um, and, and I might be very wrong on that, but I feel like it's, it's, and it's essentially this, 
this movie where you're introduced to these characters with, and I'm just going to spoil it. Sorry, it came out like a decade ago. So if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Um, But it's like these people are isolated and there's like these monsters in the woods. Okay, there's these monsters in the woods, and they and they kill people in this village. It's a very old, tiny village, and it's like set in like the 18th century. Um, and the whole movie, there's these things, and they're they're keeping these people, and they're attacking these people. And if, you can't leave this village because you get killed by the monsters in the woods that surround the village. The big twist, and that's why I think it's a, I think it's a Shyamalan movie because there's a big twist at the end. Is one of the people are really really sick. And this girl is blind. The main character of the movie is blind. So she... In comparison, is that the refs? Um, no, 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 no. So let me... Let me you'll, you'll understand why, why, why I referenced this movie here in a second. She goes and basically finds out that these monsters that are in the woods are actually people. They're people in the village who are dressing up in these big suits, like hooded things um, with like a monster face. To keep people there. To keep the people in the village. Yeah. Because they think the outside world is too dangerous. The big twist is she ends up running. There's a mentally ill individual, and I forget the exact logic around it, but he ends up dying because he puts it on. He tries to kill her, and he trips, and he falls down into this pit that was dug to, like, capture them or something. I don't remember the exact logic around it. But basically, she gets out to go find this medicine, and she finds this wall, and she jumps over this wall, and she lands on a paved road. And all of a sudden, the twist is the movie is set in modern time. This village has isolated themselves from the rest of the world, has kept to 18th century values and beliefs, but it's modern day, a police car pulls up, takes her to get medicine, the guy's like, what the hell's going on here? And, and that's like, that's the big twist. I think for sports to survive and for sports to create the atmosphere that we so desperately want as sports fans, they're going to have to village that shit. I think that they are going to have to isolate themselves from the outside world, they'll have the internet, obviously, so there's not full, full isolation. I think they will have to designate a place, and Disney World's actually a place that could probably do it, where they're housing family. They're housing, like, each player gets, like, maybe five people that can come with them, seven people that can come with them. And they create their own village and community, and that way the season can if, remain the same length, if, but it's safe. If this was an apocalyptic world where yeah. we thought this, you know, coronavirus would last for a long, long time, then yes, that would work. But I think this is too short of a time period to see. And I, I like disagree. I, I think, think we're in this. I think we are in this until this time next year, minimum. My my work has said the timeline is officially we're not coming back. And I might be hinting at where I work on accident here. We're not coming back twenty twenty. Yes. Internal conversations among senior leadership, from my understanding, is April at the earliest, most likely, either A, till there's a vaccine, or B, this time next year, if we're lucky. I think that it is too dangerous. I think that, especially as we're starting to learn that the antibody test might not be – and we're starting to learn that antibodies for this virus might not even be fully effective, and you can get it a second time. There, there are there yeah, are things know. out there sure. we don't know, yeah. and I think that we are in for a very I, long and hard 
life. And hard is, is objective. I think that a lot of people are having a toll on their mental health, and I think that there are a lot of people who are starting to take stock of the things around them. And like, I don't know, I feel like I'm actually going to come out of this with way better friendships because I know at this point the people who I miss seeing, the people who I value in my life, and I have made sure to keep those people in contact. But I think that we are in for this, for this sports season across all sports and potentially even next sports season. First off, I don't think they should have started sports at all. In, in my opinion, okay. if you want to die down, I don't think sports should have started at all. I think I think that's a as, fair as argument. As much as I wanted to see, you know, who would win the Stanley yeah. Cup, who would win the NBA championship in the World Series, I don't. I think every single sport should have canceled their season. You know, for the rest of twenty twenty. Yeah, um, yeah. If you start, including if, like NFL and and yeah, things like if that, you start a season twenty twenty. It should probably just roll. You know, start okay. next year. Um, I don't think it's going to last as long as you do. I think the vaccine will be out sooner than you think. Um, do I have any basis for that? I mean, I... There, there are certain things yes. out there that point to that indicate that we might have it sooner. Um, yeah. And your bubble theory for the NBA is fine, but you, that only works if their, you know, significant others and kids aren't having to go to school. Yeah. And aren't having... No, I think you have work. to create a, an entire yeah. isolated yeah. society. But again, if... That isolated society doesn't have the jobs that some of their significant others do. And, and, and then at that point, it comes down by a case-by-case basis. And, but if those individuals are working remote, like 90% yeah, of the world they, is, the, and, well, and I, and I can't... You have to go to schools. Which you have to establish a school. You have to establish a school within the bubble. bubble school? I think you have to. Do we teach them ref? We just teach them refereeing. I think you have so to I have... I think that for us to have... And like you think, though, this society creates the opportunity for fans... This creates the opportunity for fans to be able to attend games because if you're in the bubble, you can go to the games. So only fan. I do like the idea that only families can go to the games. Yeah. But then again, you still. But I think I think you have to isolate all of them. Yeah, I, I, I think I, it has to be think, a literal isolated society. I think we're just forming. Yeah, I think we're just forming kind of a quarantine prison. Then you're just like yeah. Hey, you go in. You can't. I think I think I that is think what that. you have to do. I don't think. And that. then when the season ends, you can go back home. I think that's. I think that is the only way to have sports the way that we want sports. I think anything short of that will be a lackluster, not good product. And you know, and the NBA I think is proving that the bubble is the only way because the, the NBA is have. looking really good. We haven't seen the NHL. Though. Yes, they played a whole week of exhibition. Okay, games. but the exhibition games don't matter. Tested, the exhibition they don't. The, okay, what's the level of play? 100%. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like, but we haven't. Seen, we'll see today. Today is Saturday. For, for, I don't today know when. I don't know that this is going to actually come out. But exhibition games from Wednesday. No, and that's Friday. fine. And that's fine. Zero. But I don't. Tests. I think you're going to have to see. I think we're going to have to see. I think the NBA season finishes. I think the NHL season finishes. I don't think the MLB season finishes. And I don't think the NFL season finishes at all. It I don't think the NFL starts. season even starts. I think they try and I start. think at this point, the NFL... So let me... Let's pivot to the NFL now. I I am not super familiar. And you have a theory. You you sent me... We, we DM on Twitter all the time. We text all the time. You sent me Uh-oh. a theory that Belichick is playing chess. So, so a little bit of background on on kind of our sports allegiance here. I think that's important to establish. I am a Carolina Panthers fan. I'm a Kansas City Royals fan that is based out of regional bias from where I was introduced to the sport. I was introduced to football in North Carolina, Carolina Panthers. I was introduced to baseball in a serious matter 
and Kansas City um, in Missouri where my mom lives. Royals, um, Royals fan. Um, and so that, that's kind of my sports allegiance. College-wise, I went to um, – I'm comfortable saying my college, I guess. I went to UNC Charlotte. Um, we have a football team. We have a basketball team. We're not very good. We're not, we're not established. We're not D1. One, yeah. um, when it comes to college sports, I just like good sports. I just like good games. I like good teams. Um, I'm not a big Clemson fan, but that's because, again, a regional bias against because I know too many Clemson fans who are just annoying people that I don't like objectively. And I had a crush on a girl in high school who was a big Clemson fan who actually went to Clemson. And uh, she friendzoned me at the end of high school. And it devastated me because I really thought I had a chance. Um, Sam, if you're out there. (laughs) (laughs) You just lost our one listener. That was it. It was Sam. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, um, she, she's, I don't even know where she is in life anymore. Um, Emily, I love you so much. I, I'm so happy with you. Um, and I don't ever think about anyone besides you ever. Um, except on the podcast, apparently. That was for, that was a joke. I want to make it very clear. I played it up as a, as a humorous moment, but I don't like Clemson. Um, Important thing to note for this particular conversation, this particular season. Sorry, my I have two dogs, and one of them's whining because he's cold. Because um, he's a little, he's a little cold boy. I just threw a blanket on him, so hopefully he'll stop whining. There's your ball back. Um, I'm a huge Cam Newton fan. Patrick, what's your problem? Here, let me put the blanket over his head. He usually sleeps when I do that. <laughs> Uh, no, so I'll talk about my dogs for a second. I have a husky and a German short-haired pointer. My German short-haired pointer gets cold all the time. My husky has one eye, and she's the baddest bitch alive. Um, I have a soft boy and a, and a sweet girl. Yeah, one was pecked by a chicken when, it, when she was young. She can still see out of it. It's just very impaired vision. Um, she bet she de- she definitely favors her right eye. Um, she did. She was yeah. She was pecked in the eye by a chicken when she was a young little baby girl. Um, um, but important thing to note: I am a huge Cam Newton stan. I love Cam Newton, and so this year I am cheering wholeheartedly for the New England Patriots. However, much like his entire career. Cam Newton is getting dealt the worst hand you possibly can by having massive defensive players decide to sit out. At some point, again, I would like to mention Aaron Rodgers really has had zero players. No, and that's – we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers. Really, okay, lately he has, but he doesn't that's, have had a lot of players either. Cam Newton's never had anyone. You can't tell me there's a quarterback that's been dealt worst hands their entire career than Cam Newton. I just – this man took Jericho Cotchery. Uh, Philip Rivers? I mean – Phil Rivers, maybe. Phil Rivers had some studs, but I would agree. I would agree. I would agree. Philip Rivers has had, has not been, has not had, has not had teams built around him. I will give you that. So I guess let's pass it over to you. Talk about your sports loves. Uh, my parents were both born in San Diego, so I was a big San Diego fan. Uh, San Diego Padres. Um, was, is a big Chargers fan. Uh, love them in San Diego. Heartbroken when they left to go to L.A. because they have the worst owner in sports. And I will argue that with any person alive that Dean Spanos is the worst owner in sports. And I think I have a very legitimate argument. I think the city of San Diego itself in a sports, you know, sports-related topic is probably one of the most, if not the most, tortured city cities for sports. People would probably argue Cleveland, but they've actually won a title 
Um, in basketball, the city of San Diego yeah. has not won in... Has San Diego really never won a title? They've never won a title in baseball, football, or basketball when they had it. Wow. Um, I don't think they've won college, I guess, unless you count USC. Um, is, US, is, is that based in San Diego? Southern, I mean, Southern California area, so not San Diego, but like... Yeah, but I mean, like, a, that yeah, argument, like... No. Yeah, okay. Um... They do have a hockey team, the Gulls. I don't remember if uh, an AHL team. Oh, yeah. I don't remember if they've ever won. Um, they do have a lacrosse team now, I think. Um, San Diego does? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't remember their name. Maybe they're like the Sea Lions or something. I don't know. They have cool. an MLS team. I don't think San Diego has an uh, MLS I, team. I don't think so. Charlotte's getting an MLS team. Yes. Very yes. excited I'm about sure that. we'll talk about them as well. Yes. But, um, yeah, so Chargers this year, I was really rooting for them the last couple of years because of their players, Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Antonio Gates. Uh, the organization has kind of gotten rid of most of them except for Allen, so I'm on the fence this year. Um, you know, my allegiance is up. If anyone wants to pitch to me, I'm willing to. Are you going to follow Philip Rivers, though? I yeah, feel like no, your, your allegiance to Philip Rivers is similar, similar to mine, to, to I, Cam Newton. Yes, I am definitely a Colts fan this year. If they were to meet the Chargers in the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl, I would wholeheartedly root for the Colts over the Chargers. I have no problem saying that. If any San Diego or Charger fan wants to come at me, they can, because a lot of them do on Twitter. It's a really toxic fan base right now because their hearts are ripped out of them. What, San Diego? Oh, yes. Yeah. San Diego and LA because they're fighting against each other. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. Um, I I went to App State, so of course, big App State fan. Uh, Big Buckeye fan because I was born in Ohio, so I am a big uh, Buckeye fan. Uh, basketball, I don't. The, I, I like the Spurs just because I really like the big three: Tim Duncan, uh, Tony Parker, and Monty mm-hmm. Mobley. Um, loved Kawhi Leonard when he was there. Hated how they handled him leaving. Um, like the Clippers, though, I do like the Clippers, even though they're LA based, just because they were kind of minor to the Lakers. So I'm yeah. glad he's on the Clippers now. Um, and hockey wise, I'm a big Flyers fan. Uh, not a lot of people follow hockey. I know that, but hockey is the best sport in my opinion. It's my favorite to watch. Uh, really happy the playoffs are starting. Um, I think I'm a Flyers fan just because my dad was a Flyers fan. Um, and that's where my allegiance lies right now. I'm very upset about the MLB season probably being shortened and not happening because my Padres are good this year. Yeah. And they're not going to get anything, but we'll talk about it later. Well, so, yeah, I guess I didn't go over all the sports. Uh, NHL I don't really watch, but I'm a Carolina Hurricanes fan because, like, regional-based. Um, basketball, I like the Hornets a lot. The Hornets also really suck. Um, and I quit following the Hornets when they became the Bobcats, but now that they're back to the Hornets, I like them again. I think the Bobcats was just a terrible name. I think that's a terrible franchise. I think the Panthers are a terrible franchise. I think that bad decisions have been made. I, mean, I just um, most of the teams I follow also are pretty bad. Yeah, I just, I just don't think that Charlotte-based sports have had good franchises. I'm hoping that that can change. I, I'm very disappointed in the way that Carolina handled the departure of Cam Newton, but I, I, I do – think that the changing of the guard is much needed. I do believe in Matt Rule. I think that we overpaid Christian McCaffrey. I think there's a lot. I think we have a bad GM right now. But um, basketball, I like the Hornets. I'm a big LeBron fan. I like LeBron a lot. I like Russell Westbrook a whole lot. Uh, but probably, like I guess, like my favorite team is Golden State, and that's just because Steph like Curry is a Charlotte boy, and I like Steph Curry. Um, I really, I really like Steph Curry. I think he's a great dude. Um, I really liked the Hornets when we had Kemba. I like Clint Kemba a lot, so I, I cheer for the Celtics because I cheer for Kemba. Um, I do think it's interesting that Charlotte's two biggest sports uh, icons, arguably, I think that Hornets, one of the greatest players there, play for the Hornets. Um, <laughs> besides, you know, Kobe Bryant <laughs> for that. <laughs> that that's, that's our group. That, yeah, I would, okay. and I think that Cam Newton is the best Panthers to ever play. I think Cam, I think Cam Newton had the biggest I impact argue. on the franchise across any player. Again, um, the the the, the the second the second closest would probably be Iceman Steve Smith, but I think who I met at a laundromat. Fun fact. Um, but I think Cam Newton is 
the like greatest sports icon in Charlotte across the board. I, I think that he has done so much for the community. He did so much for the team. I don't think that we will ever have someone who gave as much of the himself as Cam Newton did. And I hate the way that he left this city. And I think that this city will miss Cam Newton more than it will ever be prepared to realize. Um, now, does Chris McCaffrey have an opportunity to disregard that? Did Luke Keekley have an opportunity to disregard that? Yes. But um, Luke took care of his health. I, I'm very in support of Luke Keekley's retirement. I do think that that day marked the beginning of 2020 going down a very dark path. But, um, but, but uh, certainly, certainly uh, uh, rooting for Cam's success. Um, what other sports are there that, that I haven't talked about? Soccer. I'm an, I, 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 I like Messi. That's that's about my extent. I like watching soccer. I, I like watching the U.S. men's team. Uh, Christian Pulisic, man, what a G! Uh, that, that's Captain America right there. But <laughs> again, we suck. I cheer for a lot of really bad teams, and so um, sports is usually watching better teams play. But I am excited for this year because if football does happen. I get to watch Cam Newton in prime time more than I ever had in a season before. Because the, yeah, the Patriots have several night games. Um, I disagree with that entirely. I think Stidham will be a good quarterback, but I don't think Stidham takes over till next year. I think Cam goes in, Cam balls out New England, Cam gets a contract somewhere else, Stidham takes the starting Why would job. Ball out in New England and then not sign him again. Because I think another team's gonna pay him more. Because I don't think Bill Belichick will pay Cam Newton. Bill Belichick doesn't make the decision. I Oh, you are sadly mistaken if you don't think the Belichick makes the decisions. No. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is Robert Kraft making the most of him because Belichick wanted to dump Brady two years ago. No, and and, ago, and, I, and then he crashed. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But I don't think that Cam will get a long term contract with the New England Patriots. I okay. just don't. First off. Belichick is completely okay with all of his uh, players leaving. Is it because it opens cap space? Uh, it could be for Cap. Could be for I think Clowney. I read, but uh, Clowney's not going to go to again. I think they're doing it for Trevor Lawrence. I think all these teams are. Gonna they're just going to really Lawrence. tank for. I don't think Belichick is trying to tank, but I think he's like, hey, if I'm good this year, great. If not, I get Trevor Lawrence, and I could be dominant for the next twenty years. Even though I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that great of a quarterback. I don't. I worry about Trevor Lawrence's transition to the NFL. I don't think he's. Um, like, I've seen him play a couple. No, he makes he makes bad decisions. He makes bad throws. Um, I it'll be interesting to see where he nets out in professional sports because I just don't know. Um, and the Panthers are going to tank for him. But I love Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good system quarterback for what we're trying to do. But I don't think. I think the decision for Teddy Bridgewater over Cam Newton was a flawed decision. The logic behind it made no sense to me. the, the argument was Cam's getting old and he's hurt. Teddy Bridgewater has started like five games since the year of 2016. They, they got – yeah, he went 5-0. I mean, okay, cool. Five games. Okay. That's I, a pretty good win. Cam Newton a year and a half ago was playing lights out better than his MVP season in 2015. <laughs> and then he got hurt. And, and yeah, you know what? If, I, it, it just That whole situation was mismanaged. If Ron Rivera had remained the head coach, Cam Newton would No, I, I agree. And I think getting rid of Cam – I think getting rid of Ron Rivera was a bad idea too. Um, I, I, think that, I think that they all deserved one more year. I think they were dealt a very shitty hand off of a very bad step in a preseason game against New England. And I think that the whole franchise threw away opportunity to be competitive now 
Um, and again, I think it is planning for the future. I think that there is a five-year plan in place. Um, oh, McCaffrey won't make it to where we're good yeah. again. And I think that the contract we signed McCaffrey to was absolutely ridiculous. I think that was the worst contract that they could have. I think lost. he deserved every dollar of it, but I don't think we were the team that should have given it to him because we are going to run that man and ruin his career because uh, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, you um, really don't need to be... Paying running backs as much as no, you can find a good that, running, that, I mean, We have seen time and time again, historically, look at the facts, paying running backs doesn't work out for you. It just doesn't. You, you cannot build a team around a running back. Can I? Okay, I have a concept here, and, and, and it's bothering me. Maybe you can answer it. Yes. Each time there is a player that is like the new greatest player ever, they get an even higher contract each time. Yes. I, I don't understand how we're going to keep just knocking up because Lamar Jackson's going to get paid is he going to get more than Patrick Mahomes so then that'll be the largest and wealthiest contract ever then the next time we have a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson come along that's going to be even more money yeah same in baseball it's just going to keep going well that's why the salary up. crap increases so the salary cap keeps going on. Yeah. They're going to get paid more. Yes, you're, they're, they're so going to keep getting paid more until the day we die eventually yes. we're going to have a billion dollar contract oh for sure for sure. It doesn't seem right. Um, doesn't and, I mean, well, right. well, it's also based on markets. Like, if the economy starts to crash, that cap does go down, um, just to be fair. Like, eventually sports start hurting. But as, as long as sports keep generating more and more revenue every year, they're going to keep paying players more cap. and more. There should be a um, cap. Like, you're, if you're a top-tier player, the max contract you can get is – I mean, but that's stifling capitalism right there, Josh. That's, I mean, that, that's stifling the entire economic system that this country is founded on. People are just going to keep – No, they're going to keep making a lot – but, I mean, think about how much money you make right now. Okay. Okay. That how much money you make? Thirty years ago, dude, you're fucking living in a mansion. How much money I make? Oh my god, I'd be loaded. I guess you're right. But nowadays, it's a moderate salary. It just bothers me that if someone thinks they're close to being the best player, they have to get the next. No, and I think that that you're seeing that with Dak Prescott, where the market and his actual production do not align. I also would argue. Patrick Mahomes' contract was the best team-friendly contract he could have given them. I think that the fact that he signed for as long as he did in the way that he did was a bad contract for Patrick Mahomes. I do not think that, that contract values Patrick Mahomes he, the way that he deserved to be valued. A person, which is why he was no, and I'm sure, and I'm sure, and well, I mean, and, and that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady for many, 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 many years. Tom Brady should have been the top-paid quarterback many, many years. He wasn't. He took hits so I, I think it does come down to uh to uh who you are and what you value if you value winning or being the best of all time you know i, I think that's a conversation can't you be the best all time without getting paid the most money i mean you could but why would you you're telling me if you developed your skills right now you're you're in coding okay. you're you're in you know a tech industry but if you developed your skills to be the number one it's a team game they're playing. No, and that's if, fine. If, if I'm but if an okay, where I can get all the best your company, me, your company is a team game. Your company's success is a team effort. If one of your divisions sucks, right? My company is broken into several different teams. A bit different. My, we we have several different teams that operate several different operations. If one of our like we have a we have a, a team that's aligned with like health tech, if that team fails, the company as an overall hurts. Correct. But if the team that I'm on, which deals with energy, is is b- lights out, just amazing, just insanely good, should I not get paid more? Should we not get paid more? I think if you, I think it's a, you're you're dealing with the actual principles of how much, markets are built right now. That is what you're touching on. Team. You you are touching on how 
governments and markets and the economy abroad work. You are arguing for some form of a socialist approach to economic standings, which I don't disagree is one of the better ways to approach. I, I think that capitalism is flawed in many, many ways, but I don't think sports are going to move away from a capitalistic no, system they're ever. They're definitely not. So if players are going to make a it, lot of money. Yes, it bothers me, though, that if you're playing in a team game where you can get some of the best players around you to do what you would think you're going to do, which is want to yeah. win championships, you would take a very lucrative contract, which pays you a lot, but it doesn't have to literally blow your team out. Of the I, and you know, and here's the thing: but is is maybe you, there maybe th- th- you're arguing how, like morality at this point. You're how arguing much difference is three hundred fifty million compared to three hundred million. It's fifty it's fifty million dollars. Yes. <laughs> but again, with what you need but to here's 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 what you're also not taking into account though is the financial principle of I'm going to take less money, mm-hmm. so right, for win. for my team to win. But that individual has to think about more than just winning. That individual has to think about their family. That individual has to think about setting up the generational name for years and years and years and years. The Rothschilds are not the Rothschilds because they decided, you know what? Actually, we're making plenty. Warren Buffett does not. Jeff Bezos does not generate more than – Jeff Bezos doesn't make more per second than I'll make in my entire life. They're individual. They don't have – they're a team around. I, but okay, but again, you're talking about no. But everything is a team sport. Everything in life requires others to pull their weight. And if Jeff Bezos paid his employees more, okay, if Jeff Bezos paid his employees more and hired better people and paid his employees, Amazon would objectively be a more efficient company, right? If you're paying people in your warehouses more than you're doing, you're letting them go piss instead of having to piss on the floor like Jeff Bezos does. His company will make more money. But does that help Jeff? Does that help Jeff Bezos? Yeah, because you no, no, no. Because objectively, he's taking a smaller split of the pot. Man, sports are capitalistic. Sports are built on the foundations okay. of this country. If you are the greatest, if you are Cam Newton taking that team to the Super Bowl in 2015, you deserve all the money in the world because you think you think that Jericho Cottery deserves money, deserves credit that Cam Newton shouldn't get when he puts that team on his back. No. You're no, they can survive on three hundred million. No, you're right, but but it's not about survival. It is about changing your everything. Okay, your family can have a amazing life with three hundred million, but they'll have an even more amazing life at three hundred and fifty. And that is objectively true. Fifty million dollars will make your life better, regardless, I'm sorry, I'm because that player. that is that is that is that is a bill that is that is that is finances that can be used to invest in assets that can continue that to where your grandkids, grandkids, grandkids will never work again. That is how you establish a family that never dies. That is how you create a legacy. That is how you become the Kardashians is by continuing to build amongst your empire. And you know what? You may not, but a lot of people do. Okay, fine. When I get drafted, undrafted by the Carolina Panthers, and I, you know, have a chance to have the, you know, largest contract, even more so than Mahomes, that yeah. they see me in, you know, two years of what I can do. Then you know, I think I'm you're thinking, focusing on the wrong thing. When you talk about when you go to the U.S. Open for tennis, well, that's more of an individual thing, and in that case, it's not a team. You can take. It you want I I think that you're. I understand what you're arguing, and I think that there is a point of like. But I mean, that comes down to: does a player value their own security, or does the player value winning? 
that that I think I don't I understand both sides of that point. Yeah, I think this is the prime example, at least from my point of perspective. Bryce Harper and the Nationals, they you know they gave him a very good deal. If mm-hmm. he wanted to take it, he decided not to and take an even more expensive deal with the Phillies. The Nationals used that money to get you know good pieces that they yep. needed to win, and then they won a championship. No, and that's, and again, so I think that Bryce you. Harper, I guess if you don't care and you're just happy with your money, you're like, yeah, they won a championship. But I have my money, and maybe I'll win a championship. And and you know, man, there there is a lot. Again, you, you're talking about personal success versus yeah. team success and what that person values and i think that it is really hard to fault individuals for wanting to take care of that's themselves and their family and that's fine. but i think the argument of if you are going to be the greatest all the time that means you have to make the most money all the time i don't i don't think i think if you're the best you should be paid the most tom brady is arguably the greatest quarterback yep. of all time did he make the most money throughout his no. life? No. No, and that's and that is fair. And I think that there is an argument from a team's perspective of not paying those athletes he, that much. If he took the most, you know, the best contract, then they wouldn't have been that yeah. the Patriots dynasty wouldn't exist. I understand that. your okay. argument. Okay. But I think that again, you're talking about does do do they care about success of the team or do they care about individual awards and accolades? And I would argue for a lot of them, it is an individual award and accolade, and I don't fault them for that. I can't. Yeah. I cannot fault them for that. Um, because I, I think that at the end of the day, the hard reality is the sport doesn't give a shit about you unless, you give, unless you, you're producing for it. So get in. Get what you can to get the hell out. That, that, that is my mentality when it comes to – I will never fault an athlete for going in eyes wide open. They are putting their body at risk. They are putting everything at risk in every single week. Get in. Get your bread. Get the hell out. I would say if you're Bryce Harper, I think you are the most overrated player. No, on and, the I, and I and I that's the money he did. Great, and that's right? that is a really if Dak Prescott got Patrick Mahomes money, that's a bad investment. That's a terrible. That's a terrible, terrible investment. Bryce Harper, I, I'm not. I don't follow Bryce Harper super close. Um, but I, I, you know, it might have been a bad investment. I think baseball is is one of the worst sports when it comes to team contracts because baseball is like the only sport that literally is like your market determines how successful your team can be. You look at Kansas City. Kansas City went to the World Series back to back, but they were essentially just a farm team. All of our players got shipped off to bigger contracts that we couldn't pay them. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Hosmer's in San Diego. Um, everyone is gone. Mustakas, all the players that really put together that team are gone at this point, and and because it's a small market team. Um, they realized nothing was in Kansas City. Uh, they just couldn't make money in Kansas City. They can't. They Kansas City could not pay them the way that other teams could. And and I think that again, you're. Are the Chiefs doing it? I mean, they're well, the NFL is different than MLB. The way that the the the, the, the comp prices and and the amount of money that a team has is is not structured the same way in the MLB that it is in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, from my understanding, at least I've, I've, always, about, like, I've always I've always I've always believed I've always been told that like baseball is very much a uh, how your team is what market you're in uh, allows you. That's why the Yankees are always really good because the Yankees can afford to pay people. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Royals right. can't. Uh, but the NFL, everyone gets the same amount of money. It's how you we use it. Um, no, it should be it should be consistent across sports. Um, uh, and I, if I'm not mistaken, the MLB ha- is is flirting with that idea. I, I don't know. There's a lot of resistance from the players, from my understanding, but I think they are flirting with that idea. Um, I'd like to see it. So. I think I think it breeds the best competition because you're giving everyone the same amount, um, which is where like football does almost kind of. 
replicate more of like a socialist type uh, economy as opposed to capitalism. But um, I, I think that there is an argument that it is the best way to do it. I would agree with that. But uh, but well, cool. Well, now that we uh, beat that dead and we went down that road. So I, I guess the only thing to, to wrap up sports here, the only thing we haven't talked about that we talked about that we wanted to talk about um, is do championships matter this year? Yeah. Do do championships yeah. carry the same weight this year that they have in the past? They better. <laughs> I I don't think they My do. Are I I think that for I think that there will have to be an asterisk next to this season for whoever wins championships. And the reason is 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 it might be because it's harder, but it also is just because it is different. When you have top players that are not playing the game for outside reasons, right? There are okay. It's hard to say that everyone is equal. I don't think you can make that argument. There are the argument that, oh, because this good player is off this team, it, it's a team sport. I'll go back to the team. It's the collectively the team Yeah, but I mean, you're, you're talking about like, if your team's best players aren't playing, that's not the best foot forward that team can put forward. Okay, so it, I think if, that, here's the problem. People get injured every single year. Some of yes. the best players go yeah. on every single year. Are you going to put an asterisk by them saying No, they were because not it stopped? wasn't an external force. It was within the confounds of the game. You're talking about something that the players have no control over. This is this is the MLB season or the NHL season or the NBA season that they figured they're going to have. It's their season that they created, so it should still count as a championship. And, and you know, here's the thing. is it, I think it will still count. It will have to have an asterisk. And it will be something that we talk about for decades to come because it is different. If you ask – okay, they ask – well, obviously you're not going to ask the players. But yeah. The, the media has asked – you know, all the players, and they say, if anything, it's harder. You're away No, and I, I agree, which is why it has to have an asterisk. Because oh, it, it, it's an asterisk for different. I don't think it's an asterisk to take away. I don't think it's an asterisk to add to. I think it's an asterisk of this season was different. I don't think you can classify this season of any sport the way that you would classify because I don't, I don't think you can say – if the season proceeded the way that it has historically, would the results look exactly like this? The answer is almost certainly no. When my Padres win the World Series, I am going to call them the World Series champion. I'm going to get the hats and the t-shirts, and I'm going to do it. And if anyone tries to tell me that they are not the World Series champions of this year, I'm going to get upset. I think the only sports that can objectively say that this season is very close to where it probably would have ended is hockey and basketball. I think those are the only ones, and that's based NHL, off of where they were in the season. Yeah. Um, NHL gave a few more. I don't know if the NBA did because I don't follow them closely enough. The mm-hmm. NHL gave a few teams that were definitely out of it, which is kind of the funniest thing. Two teams, who was it? Um, the Blackhawks and someone else, maybe the Canucks, just were done. And they were like, we've lost. So they sold all their players at the trade deadline. And the NHL was like, hey, you guys were closest. You guys are back in. They're like, oh. <laughs> that's well, that's funny. Here? So they gave like an opportunity to those teams, those fringe teams. Yeah. Which is- the NBA did as well. Okay. Um, there's a couple. I, I think it's a little bit closer. I forget exactly what the cutoff was. But like there's, I think there's like one or two teams that like it's really yeah. like it's a hard ask to, for them to make that seeding. Um, but they were close enough that like to not include them would have been a disservice to the sports. But like the Hornets were so far that like it just didn't matter. Um, I mean, and like I think the Hornets technically maybe could have made the playoffs if everything broke. But like from a percentage of probability, like it yeah. just wasn't. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't going to happen. But I do think that this season 
does require some form of of an asterisk around it because it is objectively different than what it would be. You know what kind of sucks that I've thought about before? If you're one of those like really good players that is, you know, either close to or, you know, going to break records in the future, this shortened season really hurts you. Like, oh, yeah. Like, all, you know, all these players trying to get, say, the most home runs in their yeah. career, the most, I don't know, yeah. strikeouts or whatnot. Like, these shortened seasons are awful. Well, so, and again, that is where the asterisk comes in because it is different. Like, yeah. you just but said, when, it's different. At the end of their career, when uh, – t- take a player. I'm a big Fernando Tatis Jr. fan of mm-hmm. the Padres. I think he's going to be one of the greatest players for the San Diego – in its history, and even the MLB. But, and because of this shortened season, he's not going to be able to maybe get the most, I, I don't know, the best batting average, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it, it could be. But when he retires, you're not going to, you're just going to remember his ranking. You're not going to remember that he had one shortened I just do, I disagree. I think that this season will play into his legacy because if he does become like, and I, I'm not familiar with him close enough to like, know, like, like if he's going to make Trout like, uh, be topping leaderboards when he retires. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever his home run. And, then, and it'll be more impressive because you'll have to put an asterisk to say, well, this dude also played through a 60-game 60 60 season. And he still did it. Did too. Like, yeah. I don't remember on the last Well, I mean, and that's like, that's the argument with like, all-time awards in general for like football especially where like seasons have been extended um and and like they're like there's more games now to do more um and so like it does kind of like say like newer age players are given better opportunities to break these like all-time records um and like that's why you have to say like well you know yeah tom brady is the greatest of all time but he played in an era where the past game was more uh, established as opposed to someone like a Joe Montana who played in a in, in in a league that was less established. I think Tom Brady has done enough at this point to submit himself as the greatest of all time. I don't think that there is much of an argument left in oh, that regard. Oh, Same thing as like, and and I think that this is an unpopular opinion now, given the fact that the Last Dance came out and everyone's romanticizing Michael Jordan again. I think LeBron has done enough to cement himself as the greatest to have ever played basketball. I think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. But again, I I think that that it's hard to ever say objectively on that because the league, the rules, the game, everything changes just ever so slightly that it does offer the opportunity for things to be different. Yeah, I mean, it's all its all opinion. If someone believes LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, yeah. are you going to convince them otherwise? Yeah, no, Maybe I don't not. think so. Probably not. I, I mean, look at us in Cam Newton. You think Cam Newton is terrible. I think Cam I Newton think is great. he has um, and, and, and we will, speaking. And we look at the same stats and come away with different conclusions, which well, is just I always funny so. and interesting. I, I, um, I, uh, and I And again, I think that, that the... the the hard thing with stats and sports is that I don't think stats always paint the full picture. No, right. um, I think that film paints a more clear picture than stats ever will because I think Cam Newton has accomplished so much in this life that will never be res- represented on a stat sheet. You think about all mm-hmm. the, the plays that he's made, the first dance where he's drugged four guys across the line. I don't think anyone will ever be as physical as Cam Newton has. I, I think Lamar Jackson has the potential to be the greatest dual-threat quarterback of all time. I think Cam Newton is that right now. I think Cam Newton is the best dual-threat quarterback to have ever played the game. Michael Vick um, Michael Michael would have been had he not have made personal life choices that stifled his career. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's – Michael Vick had all the potential in the world, and he threw that away in bad decisions. Uh, I think Michael Vick has done a lot to – Repair his reputation. I hold no ill will towards Michael Vick. I think Michael Vick is a better person for what he for, for what he's gone yeah. through. But 
he's not in that conversation because he threw it away. Had he not have done that, yeah, he probably would be the greatest dual threat of all time. But right now, Cam Newton is. Bringing it full circle, does he make it into heaven after all that? God, that's a good question. I I think that Michael Vick at this point has done so much to repair the damage that he has done that for folks to not be willing to forgive him is based in ignorance at this point. Obviously, understands what he did wrong, and he yeah. asked for forgiveness, and he's trying to educate. Which and I think I think that he has I think he has changed his values in life. I think yeah. he knows what he's did is wrong, and I don't think that you should ever be punished for something that you've done for the rest of your life. Um, even even something like uh, like I, well, I guess taking a life is pretty bad if you killed people or molested I, people. I'm under the moral belief that all if you do something bad in your life, and eventually you realize it was bad, like you shouldn't look back on that time and be like, yeah, like this is a black mark on my life. It should be a learning moment. I think everything is a learning moment. I yes. think, uh, for him, like if he was like, gosh, like I, I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve to do this because of what I did back then. Like I just, I never want to talk. Like, no, I think education, you know, is good. I think learning from the mistakes and not holding, cause I've, I've, you know, talked to people who are like, oh, this was a low moment in my life cause I did this bad thing or this bad thing. And it's like, I just, I keep talking about it. I keep thinking about it. It's yeah. Like, I think you need to take it personally speaking. I would take those as learning experiences, and like everything happens for a reason is my yeah. philosophy. So I use that as you know, this happened for a reason. It was bad. It was awful of me to do. Blah blah blah. But I'm learning from it, and it made me who I am today. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, I mean, I have one of those that you're you're familiar yeah, with. Uh, we won't touch on that at this Episode point. Um, maybe maybe down the road we do get into. Oh, but I I did an objectively bad thing when i was a freshman in high school um i want to make it clear that like it wasn't anything that was criminal i do want to make that very clear it was not a criminal offense by any means i just lied about something that i really should never lie about and and it was a big learning moment for me and it is something that now like i genuinely do look back at and think like man will i ever be able to overcome that and like it is tough i but i mean like think about like like hypothetically this is not going to happen if this ever were to blow up Right, if this if this podcast were to blow up and we were to be happen. and we were to be like the next Joe Rogans or this something like that, um, us as we were. <laughs> yeah, I I think that it would be, I think that like it would be really hard when people point at that and they say Brandon is a bad person. I would have a hard time arguing with that because I do think that part of me can never disregard the fact that I am a bad person. Because of that, like part of me is a bad person because of what I said and did when I was and I was young and I was stupid and I've moved on and I I treated it as a learning moment and I and I know how bad of a thing it was. But all a, a part of me will always feel shame and guilt for doing that, and part of me will always never be able to disregard someone who uses that as ammunition against me because I know, yeah, you're right, that was bad. And I and I'm just very self aware in that way of like I will never be able to fully move past it, and it, it's always I think about it more than I probably ever should. Like there are moments where I genuinely think about like, wow, what a shitty human being would do that. I think if you understand um, what you did was bad, and you you aren't just like like oh no, like in the moment it was fine. Or yeah, people, I think people were just like yeah. What I did was awful. I understand. I can't go back and change it. Yeah. What I can do is try and make it better. Going and that's and, and 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 I, I try. I try. I've tried to make amends with a lot of people that it hurt. I've been very forthcoming with the fact that I've done it because for me it is important. Anytime that someone thinks that like I'm objectively a good person or a nice person, I I genuinely like huh, no. And here, let me tell you why. Um, because like I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like at this point in my life, I am a, a, a better person than I was. I think that I am very understanding, compassionate, full of love, uh, a supportive person. But at, at one point in my life, I was not that. And at one point in my life, I said a lot of mean things to a lot of very nice people. And I've done a lot of things to hurt people. And I've tried to go back and make amends on a lot of that. I'm sure there's a ton of amends that are still yet to be made. Um, and there are people who have nothing to do with me because of decisions that I made when I was younger, and I cannot fault those people in any way, shape, or form um, because, you know, I was a bad person, and, and that will never change. Uh, I try to, to, to be a better person every single day, but, you know. Hey, when, when this podcast blows up and you're uh-huh. famous, I guarantee you they'll come back and they'll be like, you know what? Maybe we'll bring him on the podcast. Uh, Maybe we'll bring him on the podcast. Can I have ten thousand? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably exactly what it'll end up. Uh, no, I. So I guess like kind of kind of wrapping up here towards the end, uh, just with we're we're getting kind of close okay. to the to the to the time that I think we want oh. this podcast to fall within. Okay, okay. we got to um, talk about, we gotta talk about our. Uh, our scenario with animals. Yeah, I think we, so. We've got two big topics. This might end up running a little bit. Maybe maybe the podcast ends up being an hour and a half as opposed to an hour. We don't know. Um, I think that we just talk till we're tired of talking. Um, but uh, but but pivoting, I guess, kind of uh, continuing to establish like the basis of this podcast. I want to talk for a moment, give people a little bit more insight into who we are and what we do. What what podcast do you listen to? Uh, what do you consume that makes you that you're going to try to emulate through this platform? I do not listen to any podcast. Interesting. If, yes, believe really. Me, I I could not tell you the only podcast I listen to, and I wouldn't even call it a podcast. Is actually just a radio show, and I haven't listened to it in a while because I haven't been driving anywhere lately. Yeah. I always listen to NPR's Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Okay. It's a political show. Where yeah. I actually learn a lot. From yeah. It, but it's also really funny and really enjoyable, and I really like it. Um, I okay. To that. I haven't listened to that one actually. Really, you never heard? No. Wait, don't tell me. No, oh, I'll have to so check that good. out. Yeah, it's really good. Um, that is about the only thing I would like to get into more podcasts. But every time, like, I have an opportunity, I always find myself listening to music because I enjoy music. Okay, so you listen to music in your free time. Yes. I, I if you're putting on background noise, it's music it's for you. Music, yes. Let's let's maybe you know what, Josh? Let's give the people a little bit more insight. Oh, tell no. tell us what music you listen to. I I would not know how to describe my music other than. I like music where I can find meaning in it. I can relate to the words. I can hear the words. That's a big thing. Maybe I'm an old grump. Okay. I don't like music where the instruments are drowning out the words or the meaning. Okay. So all those songs that are screaming at me and I can't hear what they're saying or it's just a, ah, like yeah. whatever, I, I don't. So give, give some genres. Um, Na- okay, just name 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 like name like the three bands you listen to the most. Uh, it has been Quinn uh, Cross Country, which is okay. Quinn X C I I, so Quinn ninety two. Um, love Quinn from Michigan. Great great guy. Really highly recommend him. Uh, I listen to AJR. Okay. I really like AJR. I think they're fun. I I really like their music, and I listen to Noah Kahan, which is just this down to earth dude who you know plays guitar and has great songs. Okay, and I know that is completely different from the music you listen. To. Yeah, so this is where people are gonna. I think where our value for this podcast comes because we're very different, and that I have no idea who you just exactly. named. No you, idea who those I people to are. Counting Crows, you know Counting Crows? I yes, I love Counting from like when I was in fifth grade. Don't care. Um, love their music. Hopefully, I think they're coming out with another album. Okay, love Counting Crows. Interesting. Um, um, I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan, and I know a lot of maybe a lot of people aren't, but I enjoy Ed Sheeran music. Ed Sheeran's I okay. I like Ed Sheeran. That he came out with "Divide," I think, was really yeah, good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that album. Um, 
I listen to a lot of old music too, the oldies, because my parents grew up on it. Um, like what? Um, Hollow Notes is good. Um, uh, the Bee Gees. Okay. Love the Bee Gees. Um, what's his name? What's his name? That country singer that died um, in a plane crash. John Denver. Love, oh, oh, okay. Love John Denver. Uh, love Meatloaf. Love uh, okay. ABBA. Yeah, okay, now we're getting to um, songs that I, yeah. the people that I actually Love, know. I'm not a big, like, old rock and roll. Like, I don't listen to, like, mm-hmm. Kiss or yeah. um, Leonard Skinner. I don't listen to any of that. That's fair. But, um, yeah, I like, I like the oldies. Um, yeah, I mean, just music that I can relate to the words. Rap, I do like rap if I can hear the words and the words just aren't. Who's your favorite rap artist? I, I couldn't even tell you. Okay. It's just they're, they're I, I can't you you know I have struggled with even naming yeah. rappers yeah. in general. That was a fun night conversation. Yeah, um, I just don't like the rappers that are just like, oh, I'm gonna f yo b. We might have to introduce um, that as a segment where I'll show you pictures of of, of rap artists and you have to guess you have to guess who it is. Like it's just it's like oh yeah, I'm gonna drink 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 or I'm gonna. Ah, you're listening to the wrong stuff, man. You're listening to the wrong stuff, man. You're listening to the wrong Maybe. stuff. Like, I enjoy a few Logic songs here and there. Yep, Logic's um, good, yeah, okay. But yeah, yeah. That's, okay. that's about my music. It's, it's God, we are different. so different in music yeah. taste. Yeah, When that Instagram challenge was going around with, like, Bill Clinton crying with the the albums, like, I did Rainbow it and Kid I tagged you. I love Yeah, Rainbow you've Kid mentioned them a couple times. That's the weirdest name I've ever heard. You gotta listen um, to music, it's good. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah we, we have very different. Uh, so, so, yeah, music-wise... Uh, very hip hop and rap. Um, I mean, yeah. naming kind of my top ones, Jay Z, uh, the four forty four album. I think is one of the most important pieces of hip hop culture to ever exist. Um, I I'll tell you, I really like Action Bronson. He just released a new single uh, called Latin Grammys. Um, a lot of New York based rap. I'm a big fan of New York based rap just because it has typically like a more of a flow over like jazz beats. Um, real big fan of like Kendrick Lamar, uh, J. Cole. Uh, I like the baby, but that's just because he's from Charlotte and I, and he's got fun music. Um, um, I mean, typical like big rap names. I like like Drake. I'm not a huge fan of Drake. Um, but I like some songs that he does. I like that to like work out too. Run the Jewels uh, and anything that Killer Mike has to do with, love that. Uh, awesome stuff. Killer Mike is just one of the greatest men to walk this planet. Um, who and, and then outside of like rap and hip hop, um, also big fan of like Ice Cube, Dre, NWA, all that good stuff. Uh, I listen to a lot of blues, Bill Withers. Um, a uh, big fan of older country music like you, John Denver, Johnny Cash. Uh, some newer country music, but country music that I feel I understand is problematic to listen to nowadays. Like I like old school Toby Keith, but like Toby Keith has become someone that's a very problematic, not good person. But I like a lot of his older songs because I grew the, up with it. All the country songs um, there about the same thing. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, you're absolutely stories. right. Um, and I don't like a lot of yeah. modern country music. Um, Coulter Wall is a country music artist that I like a lot. That's like a, a recent country artist. He's very Western country. Um, if you have it, I think you would honestly maybe like Coulter Wall um, based off the top of music that you that you that you like. Um, and then, you know, outside of that, it's it's a lot of uh, one rapper that I forgot to mention that I can't forget to mention because he is. Everything that is everything is Childish Gambino, uh, Donald Glover, much like Killer Mike, great human, just a great person, love him to death. Um, 
and then yeah outside of that like i i listen to pop music but it's just because it's like that's the stuff that comes on the radio that's the stuff that emily listens to and so that's where i listen to never seek it out on my own most of the time i'm either looking up old country oldies like frank sinatra dean martin stuff like that uh or or it's rap and that's that's it like that's that's what i listen to podcast wise uh i actually listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to more than i listen to music uh i'm a uh, a mostly straight white dude, so Joe Rogan is the number one podcast that I listen to. Uh, full eyes wide open, Joe Rogan has discussed a lot of things, hasn't pushed on things, no, objectively not. Like, uh, I, I think that he's a very intelligent, good dude, but I understand people who have oppositions to guys that are really into his podcast. Eyes wide open there. Uh, I listen to a lot of sports podcasts. Um, Around the NFL is probably the number one that I listen to. Uh, I'm a big fan of Malcolm Gladwell, so I listen to Revisionist History. Um, I listen to a couple of podcasts around like horror and real crime. Um, listen to a couple podcasts that are based around sex type stuff, just because much like I like philosophy, I love the philosophy behind sex and all that, which maybe we'll touch on at some point. Uh, avoiding that because that's a little too too uh, not 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 not. Well, here's the thing, though, is that, like, like sex is, like, that's grotesque. Like, that's obscene as opposed to, like, we were having a debate around religion. Uh, sex is just dirty, and, and I, I don't think people want to listen to that um, all the time. And so um, – But, yeah, I, I, listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts, listen to a lot of, like, just radio, NPR, stuff like that. Um, so but, – but pivoting from that – do we want to talk about this band that I'm wearing, or do we want to talk about the picture first? Oh, I want to talk about... I want to talk about your band. I okay. Talk about the tech band. Yeah, so for this yes. podcast, we're just interesting conversations. Yes. Things we learn, things we find funny. Yeah, like, we're, we're just normal dudes. We talk. This is... I will say, I was worried going into this that this was going to feel like a fabricated conversation, but this feels like a very natural conversation that we we're having. We can't talk to each other um, during the week because we'll use up... Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, been, that's been, a funny, <laughs> been a funny thing this week of, like... Starting a conversation and then being like, wait, 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 let's talk about our podcast. Uh, yeah, um, but but no, I mean, this is a very normal night of playing Xbox for us conversation wise. We go always go down, especially if we're playing like Madden. We just go down these rabbit holes of conversation. Yeah, using Madden's on um, So I'm wearing something called the Whoop Band, and it's Never important. It. I, it's important to note that what this is made for is performance athletes. This is made okay. for like top line wait, like wait, wait, wait. like training athletes um athlete? so for folks at home who can't see me i am about 511 510 uh 300 pounds i'm a big dude i think i move athletically for a big dude i think that i am a strong i'm built like a lineman i wasn't good at playing offensive now, line in high school it's important to know um, that when brandon says he thinks he moves very athletically for a big dude. He'll send me clips of professional tennis players who'd be like, this is what we look like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not what we it's look a, like. Again, that's a joke. I make a lot of jokes. Um, but no, I, I think that even you would have to agree that I move all – I'm not fast by any means, no. but I have athletic – Features. I have good hand-eye coordination. I, I can catch footballs. I can throw footballs. I can play tennis. I can run back and forth. You can definitely whoop my ass because for the viewers at home, I'll now describe Joshua. Joshua's similar height, very athletic build, played wide receiver in high school, uh, has a as as uh, that radio or the, the radio broadcaster for the Panthers always talk about Ron Rivera, has a plump chest. Josh has a very plumped, masculine chest. Uh, yeah, Josh is a very in-shape dude. 
Um, but like, I, I feel like for my size and, and for those at home that are curious, I've actually lost like 30 pounds this year, thanks was doing really band. good. No, this, I just <laughs> got the whoop band. This was thanks to, uh, deciding that I didn't want to be a fat piece of shit anymore. Uh, lost some weight at the beginning of the year, right before everything kind of went downhill. Um, getting back into that now, which is why I've purchased this thing called the whoop band. And for the record, whoop does sponsor podcasts. So let me make a, let me make a, a play. About? I did the okay. Joe Rogan podcast yeah, I, is where I, I learned about the whoop uh, band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so so what this is the Whoop band for those who are unfamiliar. It is a band that you wear. It is similar to something like a Fitbit or what your uh, what your iWatch or Apple Watch will 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 count. Uh, you know, watching your heart rate and from there determining burnt calories on the day, um, activity levels. This specific product is. Insanely built, and in that would you like to look at it? I am looking at yeah, it. I can take it off for you. I'll, I'll let you see what it actually looks okay. like. Um, it's kind of difficult to get off, so it has this sensor underneath of it, oh and boy. it sits and it's reading your heart rate at all times. Okay, that's what how it works. You you put it up more on your arm as opposed to the wrist. It sits up here, waterproof. I wear it in the shower. You can wear it to swim. It is a performance athlete, and basically, what the 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 product is meant for is for you to have the most information around how your body is acting at any given time. So it calculates um, your, your heart rate variable, essentially, how much heart rate changes over time, um, you know, versus high athletics, low athletics, sleep, calculating REM cycles. Uh, its big thing is focused around the concept of recovery. So when I go to bed, this will determine, based off of my heart rhythms and my heart rate, what stage of sleep that I'm in, when I'm awake, when I'm asleep. It will track all that information. It will ask me a series of questions the next morning and, and, and help to determine a recovery level for my body. What percentage of recovery has my body gone through since the last time that I had a daily strain and it calculates your daily strain, puts a metric to it. The cool thing about this is that I'm, again, a huge data guy. Excel is the greatest thing that's ever been created. I love looking at data. I love looking at trends. I am very analytically based. This is a very analytically based product. This is used to maximize your efficiency as a human being from a productivity, athletic being standpoint. It is essentially used for you to every single day to be, have something objectively telling you what percent of recovery you are at and therefore when you should go to bed what type of things you need to do before, before going to sleep. Uh, that's why I ask a series of questions. Like um, a, a couple of those questions that it will ask you are, you know, did you drink before bed? Did you eat before bed? When was the last time you had a drink? When was the last time you had a, a, a drink in an alcoholic drink sense? Okay, I was going to ask. Um, like, yeah, yeah, alcohol. When was the last time you consumed alcohol? Did you consume any tobacco products? When was the latest that you – did you consume marijuana products? When was the last time that you consumed a marijuana product? Did you eat? When was the last time that you ate? Did you masturbate? Did you have sex? Did you read before bed? How often did you look this at your phone before personal. bed? It no, it's, it's a very, very personal – and that is why it's so cool because it will then take that information and it will give you a recommendation. You I've only on had phone, this band. Right? Yep, yeah, it's just an app on the phone. Yep, yep, and you and you randomly answer it. Throughout the day, or um, no, at the at, at, the, at the, beginning. In, the beginning of every single day, it'll ask you about um, what you did the day before. Gotcha. From there, and I'm still in the baseline, so it's tracking me. It's trying to figure out what my baseline is. It will then be able to make recommendations that say, "Hey, man, okay." Look at your sleep patterns. If you consume an alcoholic drink within 30 minutes of going to bed, this is how much that is hurting your performance day over day. Yeah. You need to not drink at this time. If you're eating this close to bed, this is how much that is hurting your performance and your metabolism day over day. Quit doing that. 
and, and it essentially just gives you the tools to track because feeling is great, but I'm terrible at gauging how I feel on most days. I feel fine most days. I know when I'm tired. I know when I'm not tired. But most days, I'm all a little tired throughout the whole day, and then I get more tired. My hope through this is that it will revamp me and, and help give me mental solitude around the fact that I can look at my phone and I can see that I'm 78% recovered. There's no fucking excuse to not go downstairs and lift. Suck it up. Go downstairs. You, you are being told your body is fine. Go the fuck downstairs and work out. Uh, or if there's a day where I wake up and I'm a little on the fence because I'm like, man, like I am feeling really, really tired today. And it's telling me, hey, if you work out today, you're probably going to risk injury. You need to recover more. Then you I know you're going to risk injury. Well, that's that's the concept. Is okay. like if you're le- less recovered, that it's it's all within that metric of, of recovery. The less recovered you are, the more opt you are to either a perform poorly or b perform with an injury. And so the concept around that is just making sure that I have all the information that I have. It is the coolest damn thing. I'm only three days or two days into it now. The cool thing that I wanted to show you was a notification that I got okay. right before we started this podcast. Um, we, we played tennis this morning. We got together at about 9.40 ish is when we both got to the tennis court, probably closer to nine. Yeah. Nine 50. Um, I got a a notification one hour ago from whoop. I have not opened the whoop app once this morning. It's running in the background because that's what it tells you to do is never close the app so it can continuously update itself. I got an update one hour ago, a tennis activity has been detected from 9.57 a.m. to 12.01. It is ready for review. So without me telling this band, it tracked my heart rate, used that metra of data and the movements of my body to determine that the sport that I played was tennis and the timeline that I played it for was between these metrics. The most impressive thing from that is that based on your body exactly. movement, you could tell it was it's, tennis. So that, that is what makes me so excited for this is because I think that this is going to be – and I've used Fitbit in the past. And when I, when I had my Fitbit, that's when I was the most in tune. That's when I lost all the weight at the beginning of the year. My Fitbit broke. Um, and yeah, and I just didn't, and I've, I've known about this for about a year ish now. Um, and, yeah, and Joe I've been Rogan because Joe Rogan, um, no, it's one of just, it's one of the ones that sponsor him. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so what I, what my pitch is here is hi, anyone from whoop, if you're listening, oh, okay. um, you guys do not market yourself as a weight loss tool. I think that you could easily become that. And I would love to be. Uh, an I athlete you of help. yours, if I were to go forward and lose my goal weight, um, I'm telling you, Whoop, let's talk. Let's just talk. Let's talk. We'll tag because we, we, we could market this very greatly. I'm excited for this. It's probably going to be something that I update folks on throughout the podcast until they eventually sponsor me and then I can just talk about it openly and, and be very happy with it. But really excited to see um, as, as a data dude – a company that is data centric around your health. It's biotech is the technical name for it. Um, being within fintech and working at a place that was uh, an investment firm of for, of sort, there was a VC attached to it in my previous uh, in my internship. Um, love biotech. Uh, helped help helped to kind of get health tech and biotech established in Charlotte, and uh, and so very um, very excited. And interested to see like where this leads me down the road, and I'll keep you up to date on how it goes. So, Whoop, if you're looking for an opportunity to get on the ground floor of a ground breaking floor new podcast, of the way, we're going to tag you when we post this. That I'm just and telling you, it's going to be crazy. We're going to make so much money. 
because I do think that even though you uh, did not, you, you guys do not uh, like target yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, I just I want Boop to hear me. I, you guys don't market yourself as a weight loss program or something that can be used for weight loss. It's just more like optimal athletic performance. I think that there is a market for you guys there, and I think that we could help that happen. Whoop, so. whoop. whoop, whoop. Okay, well, as we wind down yes. this first this ever is, this unwarranted is the good one. confidence podcast. People are starting to understand why we named it that. Yes, People are figuring it out. I, I'm very – this is going to blow up. I, yeah. I can't – when I we were talking about contracts earlier, we're about to sign the most lucrative Lu- podcast. Joe Rogan, contract. look out! We're coming for you, baby. Spotify, hit us up! Woo 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 woo! Um, okay, so we're gonna end every podcast with recommendation um, of what the viewers should or listeners, not viewers. Yeah, we're not, we're not on TV yet. That's coming. Yes, of what the listeners should read, write, watch. Yeah, yeah. What they should could consume. Yeah. What they should consume. I think it could be even food recommendations. It could be, yeah. I think it could be a recommendation, period. Yeah, a recommendation of yes. life changes. You know, yours could be whoop. And this is also a recommendation to the other person if they haven't seen it or yeah. heard it. We don't know what the other person is going to recommend until this point in the podcast. I do today. Um, yeah. yeah, because we were talking about it yeah. earlier and, and then and you, you asked. Yes, you wanted um, to have some sort of conversation before yes. the podcast. Uh, well, I was just asking you if you had yes. watched this thing before. But I – because – should I go first because you yeah. know what I'm yeah, going to suggest? Yeah. Um, so my recommendation is if you are a sports fan and you enjoy uh, good heartfelt stories of, of athletic uh, – overcoming and 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 people really just giving their all uh last chance to use season five just dropped on tuesday i didn't know there was a season um the previous so the so the concept around last chance you and i actually didn't explain the story to you all that much so here it is I don't know are you familiar are you familiar with what juco is. I don't know what so, so JUCO stands for junior college. Oh, okay. When Cam yeah, Newton yeah. left Florida, he went to go play for a junior college, won the junior college national championship, and then went back to Auburn and launched his career. JUCO is where he went. It's small colleges, and it's called Last Chance U because a lot of these JUCOs are the last chance for athletes who are trying to make that transition from high school to college to get a chance to show their skill. Uh, people go to these JUCOs for either A, you know, they felt like they weren't recruited very well out of high school as they're trying to put themselves on a the national level, or individuals like Cam where they had scholarships to big schools, had some kind of um, uh, action-based discipline or something that got them removed from the school, had something happen off the field um, or even on the field that has lessened their value, and so now they're trying to reestablish their value. This season – is about Laneley College in Oakland, California. The previous seasons have been around a team out in Mississippi and then Indy. Um, and the coaches in this, in the, in these, at these schools are always, for lack of a better term, and I, I appreciate what they're doing. I understand why they're doing it. I don't think they're particularly bad people, but they're, they're jackasses to their players. A lot of them treat their players like, um, like animals that have to be disciplined because a lot of these dudes have hard commitment issues. They have hard self-discipline issues. And so these men's approach is be as hard as you can on them, and that will build better characters. That's always gone well it's, for people. This season, Laneley College is completely different. The coach in this season, and I'm actually going to look up his name because I think that this man deserves all the credit in the world, has coached at Oakland schools for 40 years and is the nicest, most wholesome dude on the face of the planet. He is in it for the sole fact of making these players better players and better men. 
He is so encouraging. There's a player on this season who's dealing with mental health problems based around a really hard situation with his dad currently living out of his car. And the coach is you know, helping him get that help that he needs to, to be able to perform on the field, but also just work through his problems. Like This season, it's so easy to root for the players, and it's easy to root for the team because you're seeing young men grow. You are seeing young men become grown men, taking responsibility, and, and just becoming better people. And I would say if you want a really heartwarming story that also is very well edited, it's produced by Netflix, um, it, it is a very enjoyable watching experience, Last Chance You, Season 5, fantastic. You've got to check it out. All right. I'm not, like I told you before, I'm not a big – I don't know why because I love sports. I don't watch a lot of sports movies and, yeah. or TV shows. Um, but it sounds like it's a very good show. It's very similar to Hard Knocks, which you don't watch. Um, but it, it's, it's based on a true story. It's a behind-the-scenes look at what goes into the operations of a JUCO college team. Or I guess a junior college team, a JUCO college team, a JUCO team. Um, from seeing the players' personal lives, um, seeing the coaches yell at them at practice, seeing them struggle off the field as well as perform on the field. You see them practice. You see them play games. You see them in meetings. It's a really, really cool, um, just fantastic series. And, and I think that if you enjoy sports and you enjoy heartwarming tales of, of people overcoming and seeing real people grow, Last Chance You is where you should watch. Okay. Well, I know we're throwing a lot at our one listener, but... Yeah. Um, Emily, for, <laughs> hope you're enjoying this. For recommendation purposes, I watch... I just got a Hulu account. And okay. It's great. It's got a lot of the shows that I watch. Um, and I got it, one, because the new movie that came out that I really wanted to see with Andy Samberg, Palm Springs. Have you seen Palm Springs trailer? I have not even heard of Palm what? Springs. Oh, Palm my Springs. God. So it stars Andy Samberg... And that's the S and that's the SNL Lonely Island dude, right? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just making uh, sure. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it, he's the star of the movie, and it's all about he's trapped in a time loop. So every single time he falls asleep, that same day restarts for him. And so it's no, Groundhog Day. Yes, it is. Yes, it's okay. a modern day Groundhog Day. Yes, I've not seen Groundhog Day. I want to. Um, Bill Murray. I love Bill mm-hmm. Murray. But and it is a really good movie. He's really funny. I have to think that a lot of the scenes in it, a lot of the lines, a lot of the jokes are in short his. Um, it, it's just a really good movie. I can't really think of anything wrong with it. It was funny. It was entertaining. It you know had a plot of how are they going to get out of this time loop? Because basically the story is he's in this time loop and he's always at this person's wedding. And this one time it happened to where he was talking, he was about to have sex with this girl Mm -hmm. and he ends up, he's getting hunted. It's a, it's a whole storyline as well, but he gets, goes back into the time loop and she follows him and she gets stuck in there. So she's trying to figure out what is this time doesn't matter anymore. And he's just like, Hey, everything's meaningless. And eventually they embrace it, but then eventually they want to get out. And it's, you know, that basic storyline. So they're like, do they try to break the cycle? Well, yeah, they, you know, at the beginning, the one girl comes in and she's like, how do I get out of this time loop? He's like, you can't. You know, we tried, but there, there's nothing to do. And she keeps coming up with theories and eventually she's just like, you know what? We never age. We do the same thing every day and we know what everyone else is doing, so let's have fun. Um, they can't die either, which is pretty cool. They can't die? because no, Oh my go, God. When they go to sleep, day just starts over. It's an infinite time loop. Oh, that would be cool to live it's, in. It is, yeah. It, well, you have to watch. Is it cool to live in? I don't know. Um, because it'd be like if you went to sleep today, this day would start over and you know exactly what's going to happen every single time this day. I would get so good at tennis. Mm, 
Maybe. I would know where you're going to hit it every time. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe, mm. but if I'm in that time loop, I do too. Yeah, but you wouldn't know. You're not part of the time loop. Okay, okay. It is a great movie. I highly recommend it. It's also only an hour and a half. You know oh, those movies interesting. Are like two yeah. hours long? This is a great movie. I definitely, like, halfway through it, thought we were, like, near the end, and I looked at it, and I was like, we're halfway through it? This movie's, like... Really kept me engaged. Hmm. Great movie, Palm Springs on Hulu. Love Andy Samberg. I will. I will have to check that out. I will. That's a. Uh, I, I so eyes wide open. I don't watch a lot of movies. I I, I don't. I, I, I don't watch a lot of movies. I very much. Uh, I think the last movie that I saw was. <sighs> Once upon a time in Hollywood. No. No, we went and saw that one. Um, that Seth Rogen did. With the um, kids. With the kids. Yeah. Oh, we went to the. What was that called? I, I know what you're talking about. We went and saw it. It was, was like kids movie. trying to go to that party. Oh, um, bad? Yeah. bad? Bad kids or something like that. Uh, it was awful. Um, it, it was, it was not as good as I thought it was going to be. I was disappointed in it. Um, I think that was the last movie that I saw. That is the last Because, um, I mean, that, well, that really happened right around. Everything kind of shutting back down. I guess it was before that, but yeah, like we were going, we were going to the movies right. pretty regularly. There, we were seeing you guys I mean, at least once a month going to the movies with me us. And my girlfriend Lizzie love movies. I'm a big movie guy. I love watching. I want to see uh, King of Staten Island. It's a new. That, it's a new. Um, yeah, Pete Davidson, yeah, I really yeah. like Pete Davidson. I watch a lot of SNL. I'm sure so. with, as we go along in this podcast, if there's a movie that we both watch, or you know, a movie that we think, I'm sure we'll review yeah. it and recommend. Like, well, if I watch that Palm Palm Springs movie, I think it would be interesting to like debate whether or not that would be a good or a bad thing to live within that time loop. Because yeah, right. no, like initially, I'm kind of like, oh, I think I could enjoy that. Yeah, um, I mean, you'd have to see if you're alone in that time loop, then maybe not. I don't well, I, I feel like that's a that's a good note to end on. Um, this is, uh, this, uh, you know, this has been good. Um, it's been, it's been fun doing this with you. Uh, I look forward to, to, to many more of these. Hopefully once a week, I think is kind of the goal. I look um, unwarranted confidence that we'll bring. Unwarranted confidence, baby. Uh, episode one. If you did listen, if, if you came across this somehow, leave comments. Talk, talk, you know, what do you want us to talk about? Do you think we're interesting? Uh, you know, do you like the fun stuff? Do you like the serious stuff? You know, what, what, what that we have done so far has hit with you? What has it engaged you? Do you want to know more about us? Leave suggestions. I think do that we're, yeah, do you not give a shit? Talk less about ourselves, just debate stuff. Uh, you know, I think that, that this is, this is for fun. This is something that we want to do just to have fun because I think we have really fun, engaging conversations and we think that others will enjoy the conversations that we have. And if not, um, we don't care. Hey, you know, we're, we're both uh, fine in our current uh, situations in life. This is just something we want to do for fun. So hit that follow button, subscribe to our yeah. channel, um, hit that notification bell. We, we'll probably, we don't have social channels set up right now. We'll probably get social, social channels set up before the next one so you can follow. Uh, do we, we want to pl- plug our Twitters? It will be on our personal Twitters, but yeah. Yeah, um, uh, so yeah, fo- follow us on Twitter. I am at BigPapaPrice96. That is at Big Papa Price ninety six, all one word. I think I'm at J eighty Cornflake eight zero Cornflake J eight zero Cornflake. I think I'm not sure. You uh, you are at J eighty Cornflake yeah, cool. Cornflake spelled with a K. K yes. O R N Flake. Yes, that is important. I keep it's just so normal to me that I don't. Yes. Yes. No. You have to. You have to clarify. But yeah, we will post it to our social media. We'll get a page going. Uh, it'll be on our Spotify page, and obviously, if there's parts that you like, you can skip ahead. If, you know. 
If you hate it, then you know what? Thanks Leave for a comment telling us why you hate it. Yeah, like, give, give us give us some feedback. But it, we're glad that you gave us a shot. If anyone's here at this point, um, thank you. Wow, you are a warrior. An hour and a half of two dudes just kind of talking. Um, we might cut it down later to just an hour or something, just to. Yeah, we'll we'll just kind of see how things go. This is going to be lucrative. This is an ever changing thing. Uh, we'll maybe introduce segments down the road. It might just continue to be very conversational based like this. We'll see. Um, but but thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, any any last words, Josh? No, unwarranted confidence. Go out there and and kill it. All right.